The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. What is this, a parade? Move these people back. Welcome to Subversive Cinema. Welcome one and all to the show. You've got your host here, Art Hall, back to be your wrangler of the weird purveyor of the, this time perverse, and diplomat of the disturbing. Uh, We have something that is a bit of a treat and most definitely unlike anything else this season, we have Vernon Chapman's 2009 all I can say is it's it's a performance art piece called Final Flesh. And to talk through it with me is my buddy, Dan Moore. He's back from the very beginning episode, All-American Murder, to, uh, to something that is quite different. Now, Dan, you had never seen Final Flesh before, correct? I had never heard of it. And before. are you happy I made you watch this? I don't know yet. <laughs> I still have to sleep tonight, you know. <laughs> oh man, this this movie. Look, okay. So everybody's been listening at this point. If you're coming in fresh because you just saw the name of the the episode, deal is we try to break down these subversive um, entries in the history of cinema, the weird, the wacky, and the just downright wrong. And part of that is figuring out what makes it subversive sauce. So we usually look at the characters, the story, and the WTF factor. But here's the thing with this movie. It is just all WTF factor. The story is negligible. Um, any, any anecdotes or metaphors or allegories you can pluck out of it are more than likely something that are just projections from someone trying to find meaning in insanity. And characters... Well, here, Dan, for the sake of this conversation, I don't know about your notes, but let's just break it because this movie is in four parts, four different casts. So yeah. we'll have to say mother, father, and daughter, one, two, three, or four. Yep. That's the easiest way to, to go through this. Um, so, okay, yeah, but here's the thing. Again, breaking with this, there's really no way to talk about this in a structured manner because this film is so not structured. Um. Little caveat. Now, this movie, I had to have Dan borrow a digital copy because it is very hard to get. And the digital Thank you copy. Thank you for me borrow your copy, by the way. You're very welcome. And, uh, and I know you never want it back again. <laughs> um, and here's the thing. The one thing that you miss by not watching this on DVD and purely because of the, the sake of the, the nature of the show and the timeline, I couldn't get you the DVD, um, is when the movie's over, it starts right back at the very beginning again. So it's an automatic loop. Now, there are other features on the DVD for you to look at, but when you watch it, it just starts all over. And you don't realize that on the first viewing, when watching it on a DVD, you start thinking, wait, wait a minute, what, what's happening? And when I say starts right over, it's not the beginning with the text. It starts right back with family number one waking mm-hmm. up at the table. Wow. So it becomes this technically cyclical, never-ending film. Oh, my gosh. Which has its own statements. So anyway, um, the best I could say is the the story revolves around a family, a mother, 
daughter and the father and the atomic bomb has just dropped. And what or follows, was it about to? I, I but, couldn't yeah, tell. Well, it depends. Like you're going through different dreams and different levels. In the first one, they say the bomb is about to drop. True. And True. then other ones are like, oh, it did drop. And oh, it's coming. And oh, who knows what's happening? Each oh, yeah, level. it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many layers of like a weird onion dream of nightmares. Uh, you don't know. It's like Inception gone wrong and Haywire. You don't know who's going on what level. And the deal, why is there? Why is this so asynchronous? Well, for those of you who don't know, Vernon Chapman, guy who is a stand-up comedian, a writer for numerous shows. He did Xavier, Wonder Shows, and tons of stuff. Very weird guy, weird sense of humor. What he did was throughout the course of six years, from 2002 or three until about 2008 or nine, he commissioned four different independent porn companies with four different scripts from this movie to produce their own segments. Now, they didn't know what this was about. These are fetish companies. They're just making whatever they think the client's going to want to get off on. And what ends up happening is you have this really sincere, earnest approach from these people to make these movies and try to deliver a product that they think their client is getting off to. There's no sex. First of all, there's no sex. Only one group actually really tried to shoehorn in as much porn as they could. And that was usually just people diddling themselves. Uh, I mean, each of them had some nudity, but the third grouping is the one that they're like, well, we'll just try. But suffice to say, that's why this movie's so weird. And you know what? I've gone on long enough. Dan, just give me your reflections, man. Okay. I had no context, by the way. Of any of actually, yeah. And let me, I'm gonna take this shot of, of vodka real quick. I think I need it. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll both take a shot. Dan's taking a shot. I'm having some brandy. That's true. I did not warn him at all what this film was like. I just said, I want to hear a gentleman whose sensibilities are in alignment with yours, how you would feel and react to a film like this. I think you'd be great. And so far, you're at least as far as your face is going, I'm not disappointed. I just can't wait to hear what you have to say. Okay. So, yes, I had no context. I started to watch it. And, and bear in mind, I finished this movie 10 or 20 minutes ago. I, it's, it's, it's literally very fresh. fresh. It's very <laughs> fresh. Um, and I was taking notes the entire time. Um, I was watching it and I was like, what is this? Is this like some student university film at first? It opens up and it's like got a, a, a handicam quality of, of video and um, performances are are a little moot, to say the least. Oh, and, I definitely and... have lots of clips to play highlighting some of the finer work in this. Good. I'm glad. All, all I'm that gonna, to say I'm, it was... I'm going to underscore your description with a little bit of the title music, by the way. So here you go. Please. Go ahead, Dan. Thank you. Imagine David Lynch makes a porno. <laughs> That's what I felt this movie was. Um, yeah, I was. I was watching it. I was like, "What's happening?" Right. First, I thought there was going to be some some sense of a plot because you have like the mother and the daughter and the father sitting at the table talking about the end of the world, and not thirty seconds into it, bizarre crap starts to happen when the mom says, "I had a weird dream," and then she goes. It, it does like a non sequitur thing where she's like in the bathroom, hops in the shower, and then the water doesn't turn on. <laughs> so, yep. she, so what does she reach down for, Art? 
she reaches down for a jar that is mysteriously placed on the edge of the tub and it says the tears of neglected children (laughs) and as if it wasn't enough it's written on the jar this this mason jar with a handle then a a title card pops up which i'm pretty sure was part of what vernon wanted to happen Yes, that was the other thing. It's it clearly written on the jar, but then it's subtitled on the screen too. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. I guess they wanted to be sure you knew. Oh, was... it's it's clearly very important to to know. Let me just um, say this, Art. Yeah. This was an art film. This it absolutely is pure art. <laughs> like everything about it was so. It was just very like we have to take this thing very seriously. They had a message. There is a they message. They did here. see this. Is what I'm saying. This is literally a performance art piece that I remember reading in some article somewhere. They were saying if it wasn't, if it didn't have the humor that was in it, it would be in a museum because <laughs> it is just so. That what? is so funny you say that because I just, uh, my sister was in town a few weeks ago. And so I took to, to the Getty, which is free. You know, you got to take your sister around LA. You're going to show her some free places. Of the Getty's pretty cool. Yeah. And they were playing stuff like this. And I literally thought as I was watching this, this seems like something they'd play in the Getty. <laughs> Projected <laughs> onto a wall with like, you know, mannequins or something sitting in front of it. Oh yeah, of course. It was bizarre. Yeah. But well, let's not forget that she bent, then bathes in angel tears. I, or sorry, I, angel's blood. Angel's blood. And, and then is it maybe they ran out of water or something? But I guess the, the, uh, no, no. I think again, totally on purpose because there's a reoccurring motif of this creature. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. What is your what is your okay? Anyways, the last <laughs> one is a jar that says tears of corrupt politicians. Yes. And inside of that jar is a white mouse alive living white mouse yes and uh she just sniffs it doesn't pour it on herself <laughs> i was afraid i was afraid of what was going to happen next when they showed the mouse i was like what is she going to do with that mouse? well you know what's funny is i was re-watching this um before you know all i thought was oh fuck i forgot half the stuff that happens in this poor dan <laughs> <laughs> i i need to give him some warning and just say dude you need to drink while you do this <laughs> Um, Thank just, you for the warning. That just was- of course, just to give you an idea of some of these these wonderful lines that are just so utterly hilarious. This is one very close to the beginning, right after the mother has described her dream, and this is the daughter getting up to uh, to. Well, she'll tell you. Go into the little lady's room, sit out of my nose, and take a dump. <laughs> yes, <laughs> little things like that. It's like. I'm going to the little lady's room to powder my nose and take a dump. (laughs) (laughs) I fell out of my chair. What the fuck is happening here? Can we or should we talk about what's happening when she's taking her dump? It's very high art. Oh, when she's reading a jumbled version of the Quran? Yes. I mean, it, dude, it's like this, this movie is clearly statement. There's, oh, this is, that's also not to me the most jaw-droppingly inappropriate, like, what is happening moment. Yes, it's one thing to take a, a religious text and read it, but then later there's a character in blackface. Oh, don't, yeah, I, I, and one with, like, a swastika, like. And then another one with a swastika on their forehead. I know I jumped ahead to the group number four, which, again, this is all random shit that I know Vernon Chapman put in the script for these performers. These, again, remember, these are pornographers who work on the fringes. They do this independently. They open their their homes and their friends, apparently. 
or a motel room but all of this looked like they were in somebody's house and because you just have like the set deck is just it's literally oh you know what i wanted to differentiate these different families by where they're from so i think the first family they struck me as somebody like a family from missouri the second family which was pretty not worthy like not noteworthy they're florida oh definitely florida the third one's nebraska and then the last ones were like maybe I don't know. Feel like they were like Connecticut or yes. maybe Oregon or something. Yes. Was, like New England somewhere or New England. It's the, like the, what do you guys do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't know how to really. Again, all you could do is just sort of walk yourself through this movie and say what is happening. I mean, from having to powder her nose to laying an egg, which you can see a oh my snippet of on the Instagram. Um, and then you got the father who suddenly has a mustache and then he's sniffing yes! armpits. What was what was the mustache part? I was like, wait, he, I, I don't mustache? know. I actually had to stop for a second and ask my wife. I said, because, oh, by the way, Ashley has seen this movie almost twice. OK, God bless her. <laughs> almost. She did walk out after the armpit <laughs> scene the second time. But yeah, I had to ask her. I was like, wait, did he have that before? <laughs> but I think he doesn't me. have it. I love that he takes a vote. There's three people. There's a vote. What were the results of the vote, Daddy? It was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> and then she lays the egg. And then she lays the egg. You're right. You're right. I got the timing away. <laughs> she lays an egg. Not to be outdone by her, you know, by her daughter. The mother then lays a melon. Uh, and then the daughter lays a steak. <laughs> which... Oh, yeah. And then starts to breastfeed. Yeah, she goes steak. on to breastfeed the steak. What does she name it? Let's uh, Let's find out. And what will you name him? I'll name him Mr. Peterson. <laughs> First of all, I love how how <laughs> angry the mom was. It's like, what are you going to name him? Mr. Peterson. <laughs> the mom was jealous. She was. The daughter had to outdo her. The mom just gave birth to a cantaloupe. And I guess the most quasi-sexual thing that happened in the first sequence was when they convinced the father who passes out. Oh, no. Uh, they dress him up as a baby. <laughs> Then they say, we're going to convince him that the life he has known is a dream and he's a baby. So then the mother says something about the womb and he tries to crawl back in, failing. Literally tries to crawl back. He does. It's. um, Yeah. And then she says, I'll go get some butter or something. And then she's like, oh, wait, you were adopted. Yes. Hang on a second. (laughs) I just realized something. What now? I threw my whole life away. <laughs> That's another oh, one I love. Too. Yes, I love that part. I wrote that part down here in my <laughs> notes. She quickly takes a look at her 2003 Nokia cell phone. Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, she puts it down and then she's like, oh my goodness, I- I've wasted my life. <laughs> I've thrown my life away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what did she see on her phone? I never wanted a family. My dream was to murder the president. Mommy, why did you want to kill and murder the president? I wanted to use his blood to oil the machinery of capitalism. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's like it's 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 lines like that that can you imagine? I I I want to chalk it up to Vernon Chapman just getting fucked off his rocker on some drugs and writing this but this is too brilliant to be um, uh, just a coincidence he did this on purpose i think he was probably thinking what would be the funniest thing to watch these performers recite 
and he wrote that and yes. it, it is a very unique idea i did not realize while i was watching it that that's what he was doing that he got these four different companies to make his screenplay into a movie yeah. um but yeah if in that context i don't know it's <laughs> It's really bizarre. It, it, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Well, let's jump to the second section. Which is what happens when they admit that, it, or she admits she's not a woman. She's been lying this whole time. And he admits he's not a man. He's been lying this whole time. Then all three of the family members hug. And then it kind of dissolves into the next scene. That's right. To, to family number two, family number where two. they're sitting at the table, just waking up from conceivably a, a another nightmare. Um, well, actually, well, first, before we cut away, the dissolve shows an exploding A-bomb. Oh, does it? I didn't catch that. So here, it's this music, you don't, just a gong sound, and then the family wakes up, and they think they're dead. That's right. I do remember this. Really showing up time in the scenery here. It's just uh, timing's great. Well, trust us. They wake up and say, "Oh my god!" This is the soundtrack to the movie, by the way. That that I just is. wanted to play you a little clip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is where we have uh, who we believe would be our Florida team. Yeah. Um, you got the mother or the father who suddenly is sitting in the bathroom, rocking on the toilet, on the phone, saying, "I'm blonde. I'm blonde." I'm blonde. That's it. And then and the I mother... wanted to say to him, I was like, you are blonde, buddy. You, you are. are buddy. And by the way, bear in mind that the, the guy who's playing the dad has a he's got dark, dark hair. He is not blonde. Oh, incredibly dark hair. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the mother's listening to this on the phone and she's uh, rubbing herself all over with the phone. Uh, and that's only before they realize that God has locked them inside the house and is now sending them messages under the door. Oh, I love that part. They would just ask a question or something, and then a little piece of paper would slide underneath, like the door to the garage or something, and it would be like for a message from God. Yes. If now, only one thing, one thing I have to say that's great on the DVD about this second group, what that they did that none of the other groups did, is they included a blooper reel. Oh man, and it was pretty funny because you know it, it's it, a big chunk of it is when we have the father standing on the table with his briefs. Full oh my pasta sauce. Gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but the second best section was when they were just trying to nail down the daughter on the toilet with the bran muffin before she apparently shits out spaghetti. Her brains. Uh, her brains. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Which was played by spaghetti. And this is this is some of her here. Oh. toilet seat this message yes that is as as cryptic as the settlers <laughs> of roanoke disappearing only to leave the word 
Croatoa. So on here it says local sparrow licks slave lip. It sounds like some sort of strange AI created news headline. This sound, this whole movie was kind of like it, when you go into an escape room. Have you ever been into like an escape room? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, what? What does all this mean? This connects to this, right? And I, there's, there's some kind of connection through each of the four stories for sure, but or each of the four families in this movie. But it's just like, what? You know what? Actually, this is like. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Rick and Morty? Yes. The TV show. Mm -hmm. There are like a, a few episodes maybe in that series where they like jump into like the interdimensional TV land or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and some of those shows that they watch are just like, what the F is going on? That's what it felt like watching this. I was like, I was watching one of those inter interdimensional TV shows. In some yes. dimension, this all makes sense and it's brilliant. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to jump ahead because some some nonsense happens with the father dying on his deathbed. The mother comes in and says, by the way, before you die, I want to let you know I'm leaving you for another man. And then you want to meet him. And then she comes back. Oh, and he wants a separate tombstone for his nuts. That's right. Ah, oh, that's such a good line. How have <laughs> I didn't? How did I not? Let me hear this. This is it. Oh, my deathbed. I'm dying. That's right. You'll be dead within one minute. Well, I want a separate tombstone for my nuts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so yeah, he wants that. Meets her, meets the lover, and and then again, this is one of those times where they, you know, I don't know how much of this was created by them or shoehorned it. Well, no, this the, the hot dog eating, by the way, where I know how to wake him or revive him is yep. when they unzip his pants and pull out a hot dog and then she chews off the tip. Oh, it was the daughter that does that, by the way. Yes. And uh, and then he wakes up. He is now nourishing me. He is in my bloodstream, revitalizing through the vessel of my body. Thank goodness it's working. He's coming back to life symbolically. Symbolically. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's coming back to life symbolically. <laughs> and I love that the entire time he's doing such shameless self-promotion. Porn for the people. Yes. Dot com. I saw that on his shirt and I was like, is is that <laughs> what is that the company who produces yep, this movie? Fun fact. I, that company still exists. You can go to their website oh my and, gosh. He, and the wife or girlfriend, whatever she is, they are still very much the main, the main actors in the stable, but they apparently have a huge, huge roster of other talent. Oh that my they bring gosh. In. This it's been what? 10 years, 11 years, maybe more. Uh, well at this point, yeah, we're getting on to almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting there. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. So then we have the daughter. Uh, this is again where I'm not sure if this is in the script or not, but I, I guess it was in the script because they say that you know God will show Himself to you if you strip. So then she she gets naked, opens the door, and then lo and behold, uh, on the other side of the door is the face of God, which is actually her wearing a mustache, yep. and she spits acid into her own face. Um, we there round so out. There's so many gross moments in this. There's so like, many. Mother's oh. eating the brains or pulling the brains out of her mouth. 
Oh, yeah. Then they hug, and then we have family number three that wakes up at the table. And this is the family that really wanted to try to give some more skin for their, yep. for their client. Yep. Uh, in a nutshell, here again, you got father. I love this. No, no. Yeah. In a nutshell, are you going to say the line? Oh, no. What, what, the nutshell, this is one of my favorite lines at the opening of this. It's like, in a nutshell, I'm claustrophobic. Doesn't one of them say that? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's hear it. We're trapped in nature's infinite expanse. I can't breathe. I love it. Mm. In a nutshell, I'm claustrophobic. I totally forgot about that line. <laughs> See, you remember it because you just saw it. I, I watched yeah. it last night. But my God, that's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, I thought you were going to quote it because you're like, oh, jeez, that was, that like, was yeah, amazing. <laughs> Now, in this one, you have the mom who's got clearly some fake boobs on her. The daughter yeah. who is just, she's like a weird robot. And then I the father. I could not figure out the, the daughter's like one of those aliens from, I don't know. It was, the daughter was weird. She was weird. She was weird. And then the father is just like got some of the flattest delivery. They have some really intense symbolism in this sequence, other than the outright sex that they, they try to jam in. Uh, you know, with the tattoos on the back where they make out, like the coins that spill out. Um, yep. Uh, okay. This... I have a question to you. Yes. What do you think? It's, tell me the story of the father, the actor who played that part of the father. Oh, in this particular? In this particular triplet? segment. Yeah. I feel like he used to sell boats. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's And that's... he decided... <laughs> you know what? I got this girlfriend. She's kind of crazy. We've had a little bit of experimentation filming in the bedroom. And uh, there's this new thing called the internet. Maybe we can um, put put some of our work on there. And then he just said, I'm going to leave selling boats or RVs to um, to just make some pornos with my wife and <laughs> friends. He like, definitely seems like the kind of guy who is like probably, you know, divorced in his in his 40s. <laughs> and and in, into his 50s he's like i i got it i just want to do whatever i want i'm just gonna make a porno or something I, I, like you know what i'd buy that i'd buy that <laughs> but the boat seller that that totally fits too <laughs> like you know middle-aged late middle-aged white guy yeah kind of kind of still fit you know yeah not gone overboard but uh he's like but he seems he you're right he delivers like some of the flattest dialogue Oh, out of everybody, he's got the worst delivery. And what's funny is there's at least two or three scenes where he's checking the script. Like there's papers nearby and he's like <laughs> leaning over to look. And almost as if he didn't read it ahead of time. He's just like, all right, so I'm going to take my pants off and I'm going to start stroking it. Now I'm just going to keep waxing it and let's see if there's any sex. Come Okay, there's no sex coming up, but I have to be ready in case it does. Yep. All the while, the mother is removing, I don't know, six or seven pairs of underwear, and she's still got more to go. Yep. And then on the on the on the desk, the bedside stand or whatever, there's like a giant dildo just standing there upright. <laughs> Hold on, I missed that. <laughs> okay. Oh, there it is. You're right. I see it just sitting there. And here he is, just just masturbating while yes. she's delivering lines. You know, and removing uh, underwear. 
and removing it. Yeah, let's let's just hear a bit of this because this is how we keep the uh, the podcast uh, under the rated R, right? <laughs> yep, yep. You, Utopia, is a jar. Look at the air. The air is floating. You want to see nature as a whole? Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't kidding about this third section being like they really wanted to make it a porn and they're confused yeah. probably by the script they're like so this is the part where we have sex uh yeah, this is like so wait it's got to be one of these pages right because yeah. i mean so far we're and then halfway through he's made to stop and then start reading the obituaries yes <laughs> like he's like buck ass naked and he just kind of leans over on the bed and then pulls a newspaper out and starts reading about it Tragic accident, bullying oh, yeah. accident. Oh, no, this is this is great. It's actually here. Let's hear it right here. Oh, no. It says the entire universe has been killed in a Spanish boating accident. <laughs> the entire universe <laughs> has been killed in a Spanish boating accident. This, uh, look, this movie's just so fucking batshit. I mean, I, I don't even know where to look. The daughter suddenly comes in. At some point, the daughter needs to erase the, the baby inside of her, oh, so she uses a God. pencil as an off-brand dildo. Yeah. It is just so... And then the, her hand dies and becomes a, a, a ghost. ghost. And it's... Oh, did you see that? What about the scene where you clearly hear someone say action? Oh, at the that is the best where he's at the counter. Just action. <laughs> oh, I need to hear that one myself. <laughs> Oh, oh, and also, I love that Chapman when he got the final footage because, you know, they have like the smears of like the blue green paint on them. Uh huh. I bet he just did that without them knowing why. So he could do some really shitty superimposing. I wondered about that. Graphics like I... the American flag on the father's foot or the fire inside the dad's mind. Oh, my the God. The daughter's mind. Oh, but the daughter's mind. Right? Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Maybe. No, it does mind. matter. It, it, it really, really it truly does. Yeah. I, I like when he walks in the, in the room when her arm has died and it's become a ghost and you just see this white blanket over her hand as she's waving it up and down. And the, and the dad asks like really deadpan. He's like, did Miss Perry join the clan? That's right. <laughs> and she's like, no, she's dead. She's a ghost. Oh, this is so wonderfully strange. I, I like when they're the family outside the bathroom staring in on the family in the bathroom <laughs> and they're like oh i hope they don't know we are out here <laughs> i just love how the daughter breathes on the camera what 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 was even happening there they're like looking into a, an alternate I, I don't even try to guess what was dude happening. i have no idea i just know that following after this there's a uh, a conch shell full of i don't know cocktail sauce that they're... oh and they meet his dad he was raised by two lesbians that's and they meet right. his dad, which is like a little one of those like little syringes or whatever. Yes. Oh, the that's when they're sitting here, like you want to meet grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's see. Erase that Bible baby inside of me. Okay, so there she's using the pencil to erase the Bible baby inside mm -hmm. of her. Oh yeah. Okay. All better. <laughs> well, that was easy. <laughs> It's the same thing every Thanksgiving, remember? Okay, that pause is amazing because he says that, and I don't know if it's in the script, but the daughter is just staring off to the side, completely dead-eyed. <laughs> and she is still using 
the pencil. Okay, to be honest, that daughter was pretty dead-eyed most of the time. The daughter is so freaky that yeah. of all the people and characters in this little movie, if I came across her in a dark alley, I would be the most scared of her. Agreed. Though, yeah. Grandpa's a nice guy. <laughs> I was born and raised by lesbians. Want to meet my daddy? Hi, Grandpa. Oh, I just heard a rooster in the background. Too. Did you hear that? I just heard the rooster. I never heard, I never noticed that until now. This is a farm somewhere. They're filming this. What, this somewhere. As we'll say in Nebraska, this family's straight up in Nebraska. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's let's just get out of here. Let's move. Uh, let's go to the very final section, which funny you should say how if David Lynch made a porno, because in much of the, the um literature I've read about this. Um, they've actually compared the final and fourth sequence to David Lynch. Really? It, because out of all of them, this is the one where they swing for the fences. They try. Oh, yeah. they, I, not I only do tell. they dress up, they have clearly lighting design where they're yep. trying to create hard shadows and they're trying to create an atmosphere. They have multiple cuts to close-ups uh, mm-hmm. when they could have just done a two-shot or a group shot. I mean, it is... They they probably, I think out of everybody, they got it. I think they got that this person wanted them to have more fun with it and make this thing than actually try to turn them on. I, I agree with you. That's what I thought too when I was watching it. And I feel like it, it has like the most, this is going to sound so weird. In the context of this movie, it has the most serious performers yes. in the mom and the dad, at least. Yes. Yes, the, the, and the daughter is clearly just a porno actress. But... Oh, of course, she's the only one who takes her clothes off. Oh, in yeah. this one, when all the <laughs> other ones, all performers, well, almost. So in the first section, the uh, the two women took their clothes off, and in the second one, again, it was the two women. Third one, all three of them took took part, and in the last one, it's I guess by merit of less nudity that just shows its seriousness. They had just the daughter was the only one who took her clothes off. The father and the mother maintained it the entire time and they took it deadly serious, but except for this whole shaving off. What is this? Is that like a block of cheese that they use? as his genitals. The daughter walked in on the mom and dad having sex and he revealed that instead of his dick, it was just a block of cheese and she was grating it. With a cheese grater, and they were making sex noises, and it ended up spelling the the word nature. Yeah, when um, the cheese fell on the ground, the grated cheese formed the word nature. Yeah, let's see what this sounds like. His cheese is being uh, grated. Uh, okay, you can hear cheese falling on the ground. Uh, Man, I've never had so much fun in the kitchen. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> Look, I've uh, never had this kind of a time grating cheese. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I really like the part where the dad is sitting on the john, sitting on the toilet, in this fourth section. Yes. And he's like, there's nothing to read in here. Someone come let me read their palm. And then the daughter runs in there and he starts reading her palm or something. You mean this? There's nothing to read in here. Come in here and let me read your palm. And then the daughter comes in, not just comes in, she's fully naked with a palm that says die. According to this, it says you're in trouble. And then it has dice I in it. Fix that. Oh, sorry. He puts the dice in her palm. Oh, don't bother. I don't really want to live anymore. 
But worry not, Father, for it is just my human sexual fetish. fetish. I like the little echo. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, um, then there's a dinner scene where they're communicating over radios next to each other while he is fitting up pennies and she's eating light bulbs. Yep. <laughs> she doesn't uh, he, actually eat the light bulbs for those no, it's, folks. It, exactly. They're but, on her plate implied. Right. The, the most sexual thing in the entire fourth segment is the uh, the condom full of dice. Oh, yeah. Then she fillets the dye filled condom. And then she's like, I'm done. My mouth is closed to you. And then she puts like this, you know, band. Oh, you mean this? Oh, yeah, Proxy. Oh, yeah, Proxy. Hey, who the hell is Proxy? My name is Polly. And my mouth is now closed for business. She takes a big old Band-Aid. He looks honestly <laughs> destroyed by this decision. And then the, the ding in the mom's eye. There's like a literal like glint in the mom's eye that they animated into it. Like a tiny little thing. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna look at that again. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't even notice that until you told me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, where was I? Wow, you're right. Of all the times. Like their special effects in this movie are pretty good. <laughs> it was so good you didn't even notice it, you know? Again, now that's something I have to wonder, is that something they did or is that something that once Chapman got his hands on, he's like, you know what? This needs a random eye glint. <laughs> exactly. Put it in there. I don't know, but it is kind of some one of the things where I'm like, now who does, who made that decision and why did they go to the trouble to do it? You know? Yes, exactly. Uh, so this section, um, it, then it the parents die. She has a wedding for them on the table. With they convinced they. I don't know if they paid the girl extra or what, but they she painted her face. Black. She did the black face in this section. I don't think they paid extra. They probably said this. Whoever wants this is really fucking weird. Um, <laughs> that's when the father suddenly has a swastika on his forehead. Yep, they die. Uh, she marries them nine months later. Um, does it give a? I forget. Does it give a title like nine months later? It does. Yeah, it okay. says nine months okay. later. Then the 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 wife who is the corpse has a baby, and then they bring out in this probably the most nightmare sequence of the whole thing, a raw turkey with apple with an apple inside of it, and it just has this sound. Out comes the chicken, then out comes the apple for the smaller cry, and then takes a band-aid off the apple for an even stranger oh yeah finale what and then you're left in a nursery full of foster farms young chickens (laughs) with apples on them and we're 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 treated to this and then she covers them with a blanket and she spray, sprays them with nuclear mysticism. Yes, <laughs> nuclear mysticism. And then somehow, through some means, the parents are alive again. I have a question. Yes. So, the guys, the guy who made this name is Vernon Chapman. Yes. Is this like he wanted to make this move? He 
he was always going to hire these like porno studios to make the movie for him. It was just his own like personal experiment. You know, I think from what I've read, he was a member of a performing art collective in New York. And the very first section, he that was the first one he ever had made. He discovered this on the internet and he made it as a short film project as part of the collective. And then I think he saw the potential of what could be done. So he sent out three more scripts over the ensuing years and then created this epic, uh, which uh, I have to quote the very beginning because it, it, it covers it better than anything else. Um, so here's how the movie begins. It starts with a title card that says, deep in the greasiest creases of the internet, there are websites whereupon one can hire professional porn production companies to do the sick and custom bidding of your panting loins, dankest urine, executed precisely and splayed on video for your greedily lapping eyes only. Staunchly withholding judgment and questions, they pledge to enact fantasies in earnest and at a price. Naturally, a person known as Vince Chapman, not to be confused with the person who is actually Vernon Chapman, submitted his purest truths to these bewildered sex maritons in four scripts commissioning an eight-part pre-apocalyptic triptych in D minor to test the inadvert sensual limits of the flesh psyche. I saw that at the beginning and I, I didn't know what to make of it because then following it, there were like 20 disclaimers. Yes, there was a lot of, hey, don't steal this and uh, don't do this other shit. And this is these are not real people. They're just based or, or something. Or yes. Any likeness to real people is coincidental. <laughs> and I like how we get to the very end and they're huddled together and they open up the fridge. And in there is a jar that says human opening. Yep. And scene. And then according to you on the DVD. It starts all the way back over again and into the rabbit hole we go. So um, I think we've pretty much established the all of the, the criteria we need to discuss. We've talked about the characters. It's hard to pinpoint anyone. We talked about the story. It's hard to pinpoint any because we don't really know. Atomic um, bomb coming to destroy a family. Sure. We'll go with that. Okay. And that was it, right? I mean, and then that we don't, I mean, it becomes this, this strange, you know what? Maybe this whole movie is limbo. Maybe that's what this is. It maybe felt this, like purgatory or, or yeah, limbo. Purgatory. That's the better one. Yeah. Maybe this whole movie is just a representation of purgatory. I guess it's not hell. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. I guess you're, I with, your, you're with your family, but I mean, if all this other shit's happening, that's pretty hellish. Yeah, honestly, Art, I have to be honest with you. I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hated every minute of it. I, I don't. I, 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 I am not surprised. I would like to think that the rest of the ones that you have on your docket for the rest of the season uh, are going to be much more in line. I'm looking forward to them. So uh, this is considered as a palate cleanser. <laughs> Absolutely. And this was definitely an experience. I do not regret having this experience and then being able to share it with you. But at the same time, I hated it. <laughs>
Well, I'm glad to have to have uh, you know been able to provide that for you. So now comes the time for our completely arbitrary sauce rating. So how subversive do you think this this fucker was on a scale of one to ten? Okay, I, so I, mean, I think I'm gonna have to go with a ten for myself. But yeah, that that is, I guess if that if it's what they were going for, I'm gonna give it a eight. <laughs> Eight. No, actually, you know what? I'm going to go lower. And there, here's the reason why. Okay. What's his name? Uh, Vernon Chatnan? Yes. Chat, Chat, yeah. He knew what he was doing. So I don't know who who is the real filmmaker here. Was it him? Or was it the porno companies that were making these segments? Because if it's the... They all had a script that they were following, and it's all pieced together. This isn't like The Room, where they're genuinely... Tommy Wiseau is genuinely trying to make this drama movie, right? Right. And it's and it just comes out and it's just like a mess. It's just hilarious, like unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, this is like I almost want to say this is like intentional. So is it really subversive? Well, you know, that's an interesting point. And I, I will have to say it's actually rather valid. I did read somewhere that he was quoted as saying that he was trying to accidentally make a bad movie on purpose. OK, so I know, yeah, you think about that statement for a while. He was accidentally trying to make a bad movie on purpose. And I think, you know what? I'd say that this is a really subversive film because of all the things we've you know mentioned. But at the same time, you're right. There is that weird delineation of all these other people were in full control of all the faculties during the process. And he did surrender much control to these outside contractors just to create not, not even the raw materials, just the building the major building blocks so i'm gonna have to go with you on an eight on this that it's as a movie it's pretty damn subversive but it might not be entirely his subversion um and i think the problem with it is is that it really isn't quite a film it is a piece of art it's a piece of performance art <laughs> yes. it's a piece of just <laughs> insanity caught on celluloid so there you have it um wow so dan thank you again for uh stepping out to push the limits of your self-control and, and your temperament for this. Thank uh, you I for knew trusting you'd, me with this. I, I knew you'd, you'd, you'd handle it well. So if this was a test, I hope I passed it. You did with flying colors. Okay, Anything good. you'd like to share with anybody before we let you go? Uh, tune into my Twitch channel. Sometimes I I've been streaming a read through of war and peace. Still. I've been doing that for several months. <laughs> Jesus, are, yeah. are you halfway done or what? Uh, uh, I took a little break there for some family things, but I'm, I'm going to be back at it soon. So that's just one thing. DM is my Twitch channel. And if you want to check out my podcast, it's on all the, um, all the platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. It's called Just One Thing. That's the name of my podcast. Yeah. Rock but, and uh, roll. Well, you heard it here first. And to round everything out, as I usually tell people where they can find these movies, uh, the, the flat out truth of this one is it's very, very, very hard. The only place I could find a DVD is on eBay. And there was one, and right now it's going for 250 bucks. Oh my gosh. So this movie's kind of hard to find. I'm sure there's creative people out there who can find other outlets, but that's the best I can offer you. If you get a chance to watch it, don't miss that chance. It sounds fucking weird. It is get stoned, get drunk. Yes. And just watch the magic happen. And until next time, thank you for tuning in, and we'll keep you with some more subversion coming soon. 
If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a review and a five-star rating at your preferred podcast provider. Tell a friend so they can check it out too. And follow us on Instagram at subversive underscore cinema for more content. Subversive cinema.